We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into yet another edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast. My name is Chris Plank. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. We call our first installment of the week the Monday Morning Refresher. That drops late Sunday night into Monday morning, which kind of recaps the entire weekend that was in Sooner Athletics. This is the game plan. Looking forward to what's coming up in Sooner Athletics and maybe one final look back on the weekend that was. And then later in the week, we drop the tailgate, which gets you ready for a full weekend of Sooner action. Toby Rowland will join us coming up a little bit later on here on the game plan as we'll hear from OU assistant basketball coach Chris Crutchfield as the Sooners try to get back on track after a challenging start to the 2017 calendar year and, of course, the end of the 2016 calendar year. Uh, But we wanted to start with some positives. Caught up with Sooner Sports TV reporter Jessica Cootie, and obviously Jess has been a regular on our podcast with us and kind of wanted to get Jess's perspective on what she's working on. You know, football season is over. It's in the rear view. Uh, Just wrapped up the big Sugar Bowl win, but obviously a lot of excitement in women's basketball, and that's where a lot of her focus is right now for her next feature. Well, I'm working on Maddie Manning piece. Um, the one that I'd interviewed her a while ago, just with so many football features and everything that went on with the Heisman. And it's just, uh, we're just kind of now getting into the swing of um, going to start doing lots of features. And boy, there's some good stories that are going to be coming up um, from the basketball teams here in the next few weeks. So I'm going to uh, hit the ground running with those and so start looking for those. And then uh, it's hard to believe that Softball, baseball season's just right around the corner, too. So 
Yeah, we're only a couple of weeks from the start of the softball season. They get underway, I think, a week before the baseball team does down in Mexico. Let me pose this on basketball, though. Uh, I know it was a tough one on Sunday against West Virginia, but, Jess, you mentioned the, the great run that Maddie has had. How about the way that Gabby Ortiz has righted herself? Another game in double figures yesterday. Uh, yes, it was a tough loss to West Virginia, but here's somebody who had been a consistent starter, had been a consistent part of the lineup. Uh, after a couple of games, Coach Cole decides to make a change. She ends up back in the lineup. And since getting her second opportunity, Gabby personally and individually has really taken advantage of it. Yeah, that's been huge because – you know, and that's that's one thing that uh, I talked to Peyton about a little bit before the the Kansas State game is, you know, because Gabby had had a couple couple good games and then she had a good game against Kansas State, but you know they they need her to do that and they know that they need her to do that and so that's one thing that you know they kept kind of telling her is, hey, we need you to do that. We believe you can play like that, and that's what you know for them to to night in and night out. They need their their point guard to be confident enough to not just, you know, step up and hit shots, but also kind of lead them vocally. And, you know, because last year I did a piece on, you know, the point guard with Sherry Cole. Point guard's just so integral in how the system works and how her everything works in that program. And so, you know, they needed Gabby to also feel confident enough to still be kind of, you know, the uh, the ringleader out there and, uh, you know, the – the director, if you will. And so, um, you know, I think that's one thing that you've also seen in, in addition to her um, shooting and, and scoring better and, and playing better is, is how she's kind of leading the team as well. And yeah. That from her. yeah, and then the other part of it, too, and this, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the men's basketball team as well, Jess, but this is a real challenging year in the Big 12 top to bottom in both men's and women's basketball. You know, it's it's not just Baylor and everyone else on the women's side of things, and it's not just Kansas and everyone else on the men's side. This is an incredibly competitive year from top to bottom for the Big 12. There's really no no days off. No, it really is. And it, it's, you know, the Big 12 and women's basketball has consistently been where you're, you're going to see at least six, five, six teams that are in the top 25, no different this year. And then, you know, it's just it's so hard to go on the road and – in this conference because you know again it's it's another race even where you're you're playing everybody home and away and that's do um and yeah but uh it's it's definitely a tough conference and that's one thing about you know when they were in the huddle the other day when Kansas State they had um taken it to overtime and that's one thing that those the theme in the huddle is that hey we're not going to lose on our home court I mean they this I mean, I think both teams realize that they've got to protect home court if they, you know, um, want to continue to finish towards the top of the Big 12 because, boy, the road's so tough. And there, uh, there's no easy games. I mean, there, there's really not. Now, if we segue that to the men's team, I don't know if we've seen the Big 12 as deep as it is. I haven't seen if the polls have been released yet, but, you know, we're likely going to have the one and two ranked teams in the country right now in this conference, Jess. And, you know, it's not a – there's never a good time to be struggling, but talk about a difficult time to really be struggling for this team right now. It it doesn't get any easier. You come off a tough road trip against Kansas State and Manhattan, and then you turn around and you got to play Kansas. You know, we were bringing it up on the women's side. There's no days off. That uh, equally is challenging for Lon Kruger's men's team. Yeah, especially when you still got some young guys trying to figure some things out and, 
Um, you know, I, I was listening to the postgame show on the radio, um, and, you know, when Kevin Henry had talked to Richard Odom, it felt like they they did better in the second half. They executed better and weren't, I guess, as, as uh, um, they handled the pressure a little bit better, but they were already kind of so far behind, you know, that they couldn't get, get better couldn't crawl their way back into it, but that they had, you know, felt like they had played better there in the second half. But yeah, they're just still, still trying to find, uh, you know, the, the learning curve and, and guys that can step up and score. Kim Augusti played really well. Um, you know, so it's, yeah, just, just tough. And then Kansas State was shooting the ball well and Oklahoma wasn't to start the game. And then it was almost like it was too late. What did you think of Cam when you saw him early in the season? I, I didn't really know if he would be a guy that they would get a ton from this year, but, man, he's really emerged over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I've always kind of felt like he would step up this this year because we needed someone. And, um, you know, in, in um, preseason and offseason and in the summer, he was a guy that coaches raved about along with, with Christian Doolittle and um, – I, I'd seen him do some pretty special things in practice, so I thought it was only a matter of time. And, uh, you know, I just, I, you know, he played at Sunrise Academy, so um, I don't know if maybe he had a few people in the stands or what, but, uh, yeah, he just kind of came out and played really confident and did some really good things on Saturday. Jesse, it ended up being a pretty special Friday night inside the Lloyd Noble Center. Great crowd to open up the season despite the weather for K.J. Kindler's team. And, man, Maggie Nichols, as advertised, she overcame a little bit of adversity even on Friday night. I think we've got the potential for another pretty special team with uh, with this women's gymnastics squad. Yeah, boy, and that's what, if you listen to Coach in her postgame, it's still, you know, that was, that was um, you know, especially on their bar rotation, that was a statement that was made, and, you know, it seemed like, they weren't really even close to how, you know, their best, you know, on, on Friday, they still, she said, there's still some areas that, you know, had some bumps in the road and some areas that we can be a lot better, um, which is scary, you know, <laughs> that, that, cause I thought they just, they looked so good. Uh, but, you know, they are, they're a team that has uh, high expectations and they, they, uh, every year they do though. And I talked to coach a little bit about that is, you know, it's nothing new for this team to come out and, uh, you know, be expected to, to compete for a national title from, from day one. They, you know, not going to catch anybody by surprise when they're the team at the end. Um, but, you know, it's just about managing and, and the pressure and the expectations. And, again, this is a team that's kind of used to that. It's kind of what people come to expect out of, you know, uh, Sooner Gymnastics really on, on the men's and the women's side is that, they're year in and year out there to compete for a national title. So, yeah, it was exciting. Um, it was it was fun to watch. I watched it from, yeah, the the very first to the end, and um, that's one thing that that Kelly Garrison was saying about um, you know Maggie Nichols when you know when you're doing um, international and and competing for you know Team USA, it's more so about you and your individual score. Whereas, you know, when she gets to college, it's, it's about the team. And so it was a little bit more pressure for her when, um, you know, 
uh, Natalie had fallen off the beam before her. She had to come right back, and after it had been a little shaky, and picked the whole team up, not just pick herself up, but pick the whole team up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think uh, you saw a lot of a um, lot of what's to come right there that Sooner fans can be really excited about. Yeah, it's going to be, and it's UCLA coming in this weekend. It doesn't yeah, get any no easier for the weary. <laughs> they got UCLA on Sunday coming in. Hey, and then you know we get what a wild week because. You already have, and you were bringing up, softball and baseball are down the road. you got men's and women's basketball in full swing. You feel like things might slow down a little bit because we just put a wrap on football, but not the case. Women's gymnastics got underway Friday night. And then what? We've got tennis getting underway, track and field. And then Mark Williams' men's gymnastics team gets underway this weekend as well, too, Jess. It's a pretty crazy week for the Sooner Nation. Yeah, this is um, uh, the time of the year where – you feel like you can breathe a little bit, but then it's not very much, not very long, because uh, things, everything starts overlapping and colliding. And uh, you still, right around the corner, though, Chris, is signing day on <laughs> February 1st. Very true. And then, you know, so it's like, yeah, I mean, you, you put the wraps on football, but you, you know, we, of course, do lots of, lots of stuff on that. So kind of you prepare for that for a few weeks out. And so... Um, yeah, it still still stays pretty busy around here. You know, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about the running backs this off season, but Jess, I just wanted to go back on it one more time uh, because now I think it's even more relevant uh, in hindsight just how fun it was to sit down and, and truly get a chance to know Samaj P. Ryan a little bit. I think he was ready. You know, I think selfishly we all want guys to stay all four years that they're eligible, but uh, he's going to leave a big void not just at running back, but I think in that locker room too. That was a pretty special guy. Yeah, he really was, and you know, again, he, he's not a guy that ever liked to really talk to, uh, you know, reporters or media. But um, you know, he was a guy that was so well respected on that team, and especially, you know, for as much as you know what he did on the record books. But when you talk to him, what one thing I think this team liked so much about him is kind of what he said about how he'd rather pick up the blitz and get into the end zone, you know, and that's one thing that this team really respected about him. So, yeah, it's a big void to fill both with what you did, what he did with the football, but then what he did is how he, you know, he just does things. You always heard the coaching staff say he just does things the right way. He just takes care of business. He goes in there, he, you know, in the classroom, in the weight room, whatever it might be, in practice, he's always going to practice hard. He's never a guy that, you know, you have to, prod along at all or, or talk to and you know that's just that in itself that example of of people to follow is is a big boy to fill yeah and I think it's going to be fun too on the flip side of this I know it's real early and I know we got a lot of time but you know Jess there's been a lot of promise around a Rodney Anderson I mean he was kind of the talk of camp before he had his neck injury we've seen the potential of an Abdul Adams you know that there's likely some pretty special guys coming in as well too uh, it's going to be a real fun position to watch develop, I think, during the off season. Yeah, it's kind of like I feel like what we did a little bit going into last year with the wide receivers. Yep. All right, who's it going to be? Which guy's going to be? And then we saw, you know, several um, guys during fall camp and, and spring football that kind of stepped up. But it's going to be that way with the running backs. And, yeah, I think, uh, you know, Poor Rodney Anderson has had just the worst of luck. Um, but I think if he could get on the field and get healthy, he's a guy that 
what you heard so many good things about, and I'd seen a couple of uh, flashes with a little bit of practice that I got to watch him making some pretty big plays. And, you know, he's another guy, another running back that um, catches the ball really well. He can, you know, do both. So I think that's one thing that they were always excited about is that, you know, he's a little bit like Joe in that way that, you know, he could be be very versatile. Um, so I think that's kind of what is, is really exciting about him and, um, you know, Abdul as well. So they've got some young, talented guys in that room and some other guys coming in. And so, yes, it's a huge, huge void to fill, but I think they've got they've got the tools to do it. All right, good stuff for Jessica Cootie. Always appreciate Jess coming on with us. Uh, you can follow her on Twitter at Jessica Cootie or, of course, at Sooner Sports TV. Well, this is typically Toby's show, but in lieu of Toby being here with us today, you still need to hear from the voice of the Sooners. Toby had a chance to catch up with OU assistant basketball coach Chris Crutchfield. Depending on when you consume this podcast, this is either right before the Sooners take on the Jayhawks or the day before OU takes on Kansas, but uh, Toby talked with Crutch not only about the Jayhawks, but also where this basketball team is right now. I just kind of wanted to ask you about um, kind of the atmosphere around the team. And I know when, when you're not getting wins, a lot of times it's easy for guys to get their daubers down or, uh, um, you know, maybe not be as excited. But you, what is it like right now? These, these are hard times I know that you're going through, but are guys you're still finding that the energy levels and the attitudes are where you want them and everything? Well, you know what? The attitudes have been been really good, um, better than expected. We're a young team that that that's not having any success right now, and of course, you always worry about you know guys getting down and losing their competitive edge as a because they're so young and some most of them haven't been through these type of situations before. So, this is where you know I I think this is part where we really earn our money here and keeping them going and keeping them motivated and uh, keep them engaged on the next battle, the next game, the next possession. And, and, and sometimes that's, that's difficult to do, but that's our jobs. And we try to work at it really hard just by keeping them going and keeping them understanding the big, seeing the big pictures as much as we can. Cam McGusty had a great game for you on Saturday, uh, 20 points. Every time out, it seems like these last four or five games, he's played a little bit better and a little bit better, and certainly that was his best game so far on Saturday. What what has clicked for that young man? Why why is he playing so great right now? Well, he's as everybody knows, he's a very very talented young man. I think he's a top 40, 40 player coming out of high school, and you know he's talented. But now I think he's starting to understand uh, the physicality. He's starting to understand how and when to go try to score a basket. And he's a uh, really, really a prolific scorer. Yeah. Scored a lot of points in high school. So I think he's, his knowledge of, of, of the game has slowed, slowed down for him a little bit. And uh, he's able to see it a little bit quicker. Uh, so now, you know, now he's able to go get the buckets and to make shots. Uh, and the pace is not as fast as it used to be for him. Second half, you guys shot 68% from the field, made a nice run at K-State after being down 16 at halftime. You, you closed it to the six on a, on several occasions. I know you lost, but I would think you probably took a little bit of positive momentum out of that game because of how you played in the second half. Is that is that accurate? That is definitely accurate. Uh, there were some really, really good moments. And outside of the 
the Baylor game, Toby, I, I really feel like we we made we 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 got better against TCU. Uh, we definitely showed some some signs against K State, and they're starting to get better. They're starting to understand it. Um, we just need you know just a little bit more to get us over the hump. You know, right when there's a six point ball game, you know those next three to four possessions become very very valuable, especially on the road with a young team, and we're starting to figure that out right now. So hopefully. We can just keep getting better, keep getting better, and string along some really, really good minutes. Because uh, we, we've shown some signs of playing really well for four to five minutes, and then you get that two or three minute where you don't play well and you don't take care of the ball uh, and you don't make shots. So now the other team goes down and, and go on a six-point run. So your chance to, to cut into a lead or even take a lead uh, is diminished. I'm uh... – I mean, there's no doubt that not having Jordan's uh, production in the lineup is is difficult, but it seemed to me that maybe there was a little bit of a shock period um, just learning how to play without him, uh, to not have him to go to when you needed a big bucket there for a while. What has that process been like kind of behind the scenes for this, as you mentioned, very young team now trying to learn how to play without their leader? Well, it's been challenging. Uh, and Jordan's been a staple in this program for a while. And everybody know that. And these these young guys coming in, he was the guy that they looked to. And and he was our leading scorer, and he's the only senior that, that plays quality minutes. And all of a sudden now that guy's gone. So uh, a lot of looking around, trying to figure out where we're going to get leadership for him and also where we're going to get uh, offensive production from on a consistent basis. So there's a little shock period there for those you know, first two or three games trying to figure out uh, what we look to and who's our leader and who's the guy that can calm everybody down when things are not going right. So uh, there is an adjustment period you're going through, and we're going through that right now with this team and trying to figure it out. So, uh, But they're making progress. They're continuing to make progress, and we like seeing that. And, as long as their attitudes stay well and they're continuing to work hard every day, that's all we can ask for. Let's talk about a couple of the guys who uh, coming into this year I know you needed uh, a big seasons from, and right now they're they're struggling, and Kadeem Latin and, and Christian James. Um, Christian, is it just a confidence matter with his shot right now, or what do you see him going through? Well, it's a little bit of both. I mean, it's confidence because he hadn't. Uh, the last two or three, four games, he hadn't made shots like he, like we think he can, like he's done in the past, or like he's done early in the year in practice. So then you, when you go through that, same kind of thing Isaiah Cousins went through last year, went about you know three or four games where he didn't make any shots. Uh, it was probably about this time a year ago, and they lose confidence. But I think eventually they stay with it and believe in what they're doing. It, it'll come back. Uh, it's just a tough period. When you're going through that and you don't know how to handle it, luckily Isaiah was older and mature. He just got in the gym for 24 hours a day for for two straight weeks and got it figured out. And same thing Christian's going through right now. We're we're in the gym trying to fix some things and 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 tweaking some things. So he's he's starting to get his head up a little bit. He just up and made a shot at K State the other day. Now we just get, got to get him to do it more. Kadeem Latin's an unbelievable young man and uh, uh, certainly is still a shot-blocking presence for you. But, boy, he looks lost out there right now, Coach. He looks like he's trying to figure out where he can contribute and, and he gets in foul trouble. And um, 
I don't know. I feel like he's swimming in his own head a little bit right now. Well, he's he's the the long starter back you know, from from a team a year ago that was really good, and all of a sudden, a lot a lot of things are on his shoulders now, not just from a, a defensive or offensive production standpoint, also from a leadership standpoint. So he has a lot that that's going through his head that he thinks he's supposed to do. So uh, now he's just got he's just got something down and locking me in on you know, two or three specific things that we need him to do and keep it real simple. And, uh, he'll he'll get his confidence back. And like I told him the other day, as long as you're rebounding, uh, you're playing with energy, uh, you're a rim protector for us, you know, that's what you need to do. You know, other things are going to come. Uh, just be patient. Don't get down because the other things are not there right now. Just continue to help this team do what you can do right now. And so I think uh, he's a lot more active against – uh, K-State, of course, he wants to score the ball a little bit more. And, uh, but that that part of his game is going to continue to come and continue to develop. So well, he does have to rebound and be a shot blocker for us. Two great guests, two fun conversations. That's the game plan. Hey, don't forget, this is a big week in Sooner Athletics. We mentioned uh, coming up on Tuesday, it's OU in Kansas, 8 o'clock at the Lloyd Noble Center in men's basketball. On Wednesday, I'll be on the road with the OU women's basketball team as they take on Iowa State. Maddie Manning's last trip to Iowa, which is wild. as She'll uh, play in front of her hometown fans. And then you get wrestling back in action, women's gymnastics at home on Sunday as they take on UCLA, and men's gymnastics, tennis, track and field, all getting back in action this weekend. So everybody have a great week. We'll be back on Thursday with the tailgate to get you ready for that busy weekend of Sooner Athletics. So until then, have a great and safe week and Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. Yeah.